Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens. When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. Thank you for joining us for another episode. As always, I'm always excited to be here with my uh, lovely co-host. How has your week been, Lamont? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, I believe we are heading into Thanksgiving. Am I correct? Or are we leaving we post-Thanksgiving? Are, uh, we're post-Thanksgiving. Ah, we're, I, okay. Yeah, okay. We, yeah. Y'all know we record at different times. Don't judge us. We got full-time careers and families. Listen, so... If if <laughs> I'm going to speak to the notion of Thanksgiving and how it's interesting to me real quick. I won't I won't be long winded, I promise. So um, some there's some shift in Thanksgiving um, with being one of the kids or one of the younger people in Thanksgiving time, you know, where you come and you bring uh, plates or, or drinks or napkins or whatever stuff like that versus becoming the cooks and things like that. Right. I I don't know when that shift happens for everyone else, but I've watched it with my own family and it's interesting to see that transition and to see who actually did keep the skills or pick up the skills from the elders on knowing how to cook and who didn't. Cause you start to see people get sectioned off even when they're older to who still has to bring plates and stuff. Not putting up. I'm not saying any names or slandering anybody. I'm just saying it's interesting to see how people get slotted, even as they get into the elder statesman age. The elder statesman. I I, I like that terminology. Yeah. I like that terminology. Yep. Yeah. How was you, so? We're coming off the holiday. How was your uh, your holiday ultimately for Thanksgiving holiday? Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, for the most part, things were fine. Um. I heard some rave reviews about certain foods and things like that. So that was good. I, I personally am not one of the cooks. Um, I am, I am a uh, lifter. I, I, I bring the food. I lift things. I move things. I carry things. I help elders get to vehicles. That's, that's been my stance since I was a young teenager. So I stick where I'm good at. I'll, I'll mess I, around. A lifter. I, um, <clears throat> our holiday was amazing. I was off work from nine days mm. straight, which ah, oh, just going back makes me happy. Even when I went back to work on that Monday, I was fully energized and recharged. Mm. So it was an amazing time off. We went to two dinners, mm. but we were also coming off the weekend of having a party for my husband. So we had a party on Saturday and then we were off. Uh, then we had two Thanksgivings and so there was a day that we got to chill and do nothing. Mm. There was a day me and my husband got dressed up and went out for lunch. Like there was a, uh, it was it was a really good good week. Mm. Now we went to two Thanksgiving, mm. and shout out to my cousin Diddy. He and his wife threw it down. Appreciative. Um, 
what Diddy's going to learn now <laughs> is that his little cousin, he, uh, his youngest cousin from uh, my husband is a bit of a jerk and was not a fan of a particular dish. Mm. Uh, and as we were eating, he wanted to loudly explain that it was terrible. Mm. Uh, this is disgusting. This is terrible. And so the entire time we're trying to like, I was whispering like, hey, you know, don't don't say that. You know, just don't eat it. Why are you whispering? <laughs> Why are you talking so low? Because <sighs> I don't, because just, just, let's talk about it when we get home. So he goes to, at some point he goes to the bathroom there. And you know how like, there's a house full of people. They probably had 40, 50 people in and out. Like mm. That's what it looked like. Yeah. There was a lot of people in this. A lot of food. The chicken wings was bomb. I don't know who cooked those, but I love them. I should have took a to-go box. Hmm. But they go to the bathroom. You know how like you have a lot of people in the house. There's like, you know, water spots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> My youngest child gonna have a critique of the bathroom. Like, they didn't even clean the bathroom. Uh, and so, of course, loud. And so my my husband corrected him mm-hmm. and was like, and how are you going to talk about anybody's bathroom when your bathroom looks like a gas station? <laughs> like the last time we could see your, the floor of your bathroom, like, you know, my husband goes in because my husband is very petty uh, on the bathroom. So we try to explain to our child in the car, like, you know, that was impolite behavior. So he's he's seven. So, like, this is not a 17-year-old. This is a 7-year-old. Right. And we address the behavior. We talk about what he can. I was like, listen, you don't talk about people's food in their face. You get in the car, and then we talk about it. And I said, if they ask you, did you like my insert macaroni? You could say, I wasn't a fan or something of that nature. You don't have to tell them it was disgusting. You don't have to say all that. Uh, but when you get to the car, you're free to say anything you want, mm. because I do agree <laughs> that that macaroni and essence of cheese <laughs> wasn't that great, but it gets better. We go to the second dinner, me and my youngest, we, we ready for a second plate. Like we, we were saving room. Cause like, we gonna get some here. We're gonna get some there. Like, listen. Listen, it's, it's Thanksgiving. We're going to eat. And so he gets some macaroni and cheese. And this is my aunt's macaroni and cheese. Like, she's the one who makes the macaroni and cheese. Uh, me and her daughter learned how to make macaroni and cheese from her. We're really good at it as well. He, my son takes one bite. He was like, this macaroni and cheese is gross, too. <laughs> I said, Ethan. He was like, oh, I'll tell you in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, so, yeah. That, that uh, checks out. High standards. There's, there's a, a, listen, there's no mercy. They just like they daddy. No mercy. Listen. None. I remember maybe last year, I think, um, my in-laws, I think, got him a gift. And it was more akin to what his brother likes. And, I mean, he pulled no punches. He just goes, I don't like Pokemon. Just flat out. Just, And it was funny 
because it's one of those moments where when you're the parent of a kid who says something or does something, you can tell your response is different from someone who's on the outside. Cause I'm, since I wasn't the parent, it was hilarious to me. I thought it was hilarious, but I was like, I get it. I get how that can, as a parent in that moment, you kind of, even if it's slightly just cringe a little bit, because it's not necessarily that you want your kid to lie, but it's that unique balance that you're trying to teach someone. And of course at seven, they don't have it yet. But and see, back then he was still six. Yeah, so even so more like, so. He was six. So, you know, come on now. What six year old is gonna get something that he has no interest in and just be like, Oh, thank you. Like I'm a grown man and I have the worst gift face ever. Like I, I'm terrible at it. I if if you give me a gift and I'm not a big fan I ain't got so it. So I'm gonna t- teach the boys this Christmas if they get something that, that they don't like, just to say we're gonna practice. Thank you. I appreciate you thinking about me. That you don't have to all of that is thank you. I appreciate you thinking about me. You don't have to say anything else. We gotta talk about the gift itself. Hopefully it's not macaroni and cheese <laughs> for my oldest. I mean my youngest. But okay, mm. let's jump right into this very first confession. <clears throat> This one is titled, I tormented a turkey before we ate it when I was five because I'm an idiot. When I was five or six years old, my family lived with my grandfather and on his farm. He bought a live turkey to butcher. Must have been for Christmas or something. because uh, Or something as Thanksgiving isn't really a thing where I grow up. Um, I slept in the detached house where my family was staying and woke up fairly late when everyone was already in the main house. I just remember walking outside and seeing this giant bird that was the size of me at the time, chasing my small family dog around the garden. I was such an absolute idiot of a child. I didn't even think about why this bird is, uh, is even here or where it came from. I just thought it was being mean to our dog. I grabbed a brick and started chasing it around. It was so fast. I didn't even get close to it. And I didn't even, uh, and, it, and it didn't even fly away like I thought it would. Uh, it either had its wings clipped or was raised as livestock. Thinking back, even though I was so young, it all makes me feel so extremely stupid. Little me thought I was going to scare the thing away and have a story to tell that no one would believe or catch it and be the hero of my own little story where I saved our dog. Needless to say, that thing could have sped. Uh, spank me in a uh, that thing could have spanked me in a fight I'm glad that Google, uh, the goose bluff I'm glad the goose bluff tactic works in nature I made the that little guy absolutely fear for its life for about an hour until anyone came out and asked what the hell I was doing I'm ashamed of what I had done forgive me you majestic gobble bird you were the best poultry so innocent so merciful uh so merciful of a child's ignorance and you deserved better cute yeah you know what it's cute i mean there's jokes there i could be like you were just trying to tenderize the meat beforehand clearly he was trying to make it fast food you know let's get the puns out the way easy (laughs) but it's definitely to me it's a bell pepper you're talking about a kid who literally thought they were coming to the defense of their pet with that being the case, I mean, I don't, I know that it might irritate someone, 
that may, you know, somebody who's PETA or something, somebody somehow is going to find some issue with it. But it's a very mild truth. It's it's kind of cute in a way. And you can tell even in the way he tried, he, he spoke so eloquently, especially at the end to like tie a ribbon on the end, defining this bird. And he never even talks about the fact that they ate it. Like, you know, he doesn't really go into depth about how this poetry ended up being on their table and being ravaged, you know, for dinner. He doesn't even mm-hmm. really go there. So I think it's cute, man. I think it's cute. And I think it's a nice little Thanksgiving, you know, confession. How about yourself? N- not to the, to the Turkey. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's black pepper. Like mm. it is so, it's so cute and mild. Uh, I, I would call this one black pepper. Mm. It is, it, it, it is, it is a mild, mild truth. Uh, and it's very cute. And, when I think about how big turkeys look, yeah, and I have a, a, I'm five or six years old. I thought I was doing the damn thing. He picked up that brick and thought, hey, "This is it. I'm here." <laughs> I there was a cape. Yeah, he couldn't see it, but there was a cape on. He was about to save his dog. Yeah, and I imagine as a kid you would have thought the thing was going to fly away. Yeah. Like you see this giant bird, I'm running after it. It's going to run away. Cause all, all the other birds do, if you start running towards it, it runs away. Mm-hmm. So, um, kudos for th- th- that is a cute story. Like from some of the stuff that we let's talk about, listen to, I- I'm going to give this one a, a wholesome 10 out of 10. Mm. Like it's, this, is, this is wholesome. Appreciate that, that, that wholesome kind of confession. Mm. That's that. Right. Look, I was such a cute kid chasing a bird. Like, oh, you're such a cutie. Like, such a cutie. <laughs> uh. All right. What's your first confession? All right. My first one is titled Thanksgiving from Inside the Closet. Literally. Just as the title says, I'm currently spending my family Thanksgiving from inside a closet. Basically, my mother decided to have the family celebration at her home this year, as opposed to her aunt's house, where it usually is. This is great because that means we didn't have to travel. Fast forward through all of the cooking, cleaning, and preparation, and now I see why having Thanksgiving at someone's home is pretty great. Back to the point. I am a very, very introverted person, and I enjoy my privacy a great deal. Having 25 family members in your home does not allow that. So even though I love my family very much, I have resorted to curling up with a blanket and my laptop within the closet. Not really that interesting of a confession, but I suppose it's something a little different. Happy Thanksgiving, Reddit. Oh. You know, being that I have been around a lot of neurodivergent folks, I, I get it. Like 25, that's light. That's lightweight. Like, the, between the two places I went, one they estimated seventy five people, um, and and the first place we talked about it, it had to be forty fifty people. I mean, it just it was so many people, not in a bad way, but it was just a lot of people, um, and it was dope. I mean, they just they had everything laid out. It was it was it was amazing. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about the basement later, but um, it. it I get it. It's a bell pepper. For me, it's a bell pepper, especially if you have like social anxiety um, and you tired. Like I have, I've hosted a Thanksgiving for my family. I've done a Thanksgiving dinner solo. when We didn't live near our family. Um, every, last year I cooked two turkeys. This year I only had to do one. I know what it's like to kind of do that prep, but we've been doing it for my entire life. Um, 
you're tired, you're exhausted. And when you're an introvert, you get your energy by yourself, like you recharge by yourself. And so she, the person could be totally spent and just need some time alone. I hope they had an opportunity to kind of show their face. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. And I, your family might not. And, but I, I see you. I, 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 it's a mild truth for me. It's a bell pepper. Although I could see how some may be irritated, especially depending on your family dynamic. Like you're, you're supposed to be out here with us. You're supposed to. Why are you? Why are you in your your room? Well, I don't want to be around y'all. Like that's, <laughs> and that's why. But it's a bell pepper for me, and I hope you got all the rest and relaxation and some tasty macaroni and cheese. Good callback. Um, yeah, no, um, not, not to, you know, ring the same alarm, but it's a bell pepper to me as well. Um, and as a person who understands this, I, as you know, Vicky, I, I, I have an issue with large groups of people. Um, it can be overwhelming for me. So I understand, um, I don't necessarily get to the point of hiding in my closet or I have not rather, should I say, but I understand it's, it's, it's draining to be around a lot of people. Um, and sometimes to feel like you have to be on almost, um, especially when it's Thanksgiving, cause it's family that you don't see all the time. Some people are flying in, driving in, and you're trying to, you know, I guess be present and just, that can be overwhelming. It's even overwhelming for some extroverts at times. So, you know, for someone who isn't as comfortable being in large groups of people like that, it, you know, it takes a moment and sometimes it takes a lot out of you. So to me, it's a bell pepper too. And I completely understand the uh, confessor's, um, you know, confession. Indeed. Indeed. All right. I'm going to jump into my next one. This one's uber long. Um, I, as I scroll down the pages, <clears throat> but I'm going to get right to it. This one's entitled, my dad, excuse me, my dad banned me from Thanksgiving dinner. When I was 18, I went to college and had a boyfriend who was a black Puerto Rican. Oh, Lord, where we going? This was 2005. We were really deeply in love, but I had to keep him a secret from my dad, who was really, really racist. Like, incredibly racist. Um, He's from Italy, so not your typical redneck kind of racist, as you might imagine. Uh, If you you guys saw his Facebook feed right now, obviously he didn't have one back then, but you'd get what I was talking about. Just a constant stream of racism and awful stuff. Anyway, my dad eventually found out that we had moved in together. It was only a matter of time before he was going to find out. He flipped his ish of course, and told me I can't come home for Thanksgiving dinner unless I break up with him. It was at uh, his house. My other family was all going. Aunts and uncles and cousins aren't nearly as racist as my dad. And he told me not to tell anyone about my boyfriend or he would never speak to me again and that I have to break up with him and maybe he would forget about it. I was furious about it, but it wasn't entirely out of the ordinary for him Uh, I was really more upset that I was going to miss Thanksgiving and miss out on seeing all my aunts and uncles and cousins. I also figured I would probably miss Christmas. My dad was a drug dealer. He was pretty much the, uh, pretty much the entirety of me growing up. 
I knew he had stuff in the house. I remember because when I was 17, I used to take some of the Coke from his bottom drawer to party and pass it around. Anyway, my boyfriend jokingly came up with a plan. Call the cops on him and they can search and find the drugs. And then call. Then we can tell uh, all my aunts and uncles just to come here instead. He thought it was funny. I took it seriously. I called the police and told them that he's a drug dealer. And when he leaves the house after 10 p.m., he, he typically has drugs in the car. I was uh, it was kind of a ridiculous process. The cops didn't take me very seriously, but they didn't. But they did it regardless and found a bit of coke. He missed Thanksgiving dinner in jail. I called all my aunts and uncles and cousins and told them we were going to have it at my apartment with my boyfriend instead. We spent the entire day cooking and it was honestly a lot of fun. I could tell you uh, we were a bit apprehensive about my boyfriend, but not anywhere near as much as my dad was. Um, there were They were American mostly, while the older ones were born in Italy and the younger ones were born in America. Nobody except me and my boyfriend knew about me calling the cops about my dad. From then on, my dad was in and out of jail. I don't know how he managed to avoid jail before that, but after that, he spent most of his life in jail, in and out of small, in and out on small charges. Right now, he's out and has been out for a year. I don't talk to him. All I can see is his trashy, awful Facebook feed. I'm still in contact with the rest of my family, and they don't talk to him either he's like a pariah in the family that was a lot yikes i mean initially i was gonna be like well thank goodness everyone else isn't as racist you know i'm glad she put that caveat in there but you know mm. that that the helps racist adjacent yeah you know you know <laughs> just you know skittishly racist if you will you know a little sprinkle a little dabble you know little, yeah, yeah like that we had just a slight cheese just a cheese oh the essence of mm, racism essence of racism okay mm, eor if you will mm. <laughs> no but um this story is crazy i mean it was one thing to be like all right so the dad's racist um the fact that you know fair most people i guess when they think of a racist especially towards black people they'll think of a of of the term she used, I don't, I don't know what we can and can't say. Um, you were quoting someone, so it's a little different. Um, but someone who is from the country side of the of the uh, state, if you will, um, from the Isles of Caucasus, uh, ancestors. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, that's where I'm going with this one on this time. Um, but you know, it's it's not it's not unheard of for Italian people to hold certain you know opinions and beliefs um you know from personal experiences and experiences i've heard from others as well uh but the fact that she kind of breezed by the fact that she was like well my dad's been a drug addict and i used to you know get his you know get a little bit of coke and pass it around right you know i was just gonna you know just gonna bypass that you 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 out here serving people you out here serving coke you know um Hey, you know, to each its own, I guess. Uh, the fact that you took it serious and got your dad locked up so you could have Thanksgiving is wild. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is wild. It is wild. But the way you said it, it's like that is wild. Yes, yeah, I mean that's how she said it, right? Like she was like, 
He said it, and we could have Thanksgiving over here. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And she took it and was like, yeah, no, nah, we could. Yeah, my dad has Coke at this location. So my my question becomes, what happened to all the food that was being prepped at your dad's house? I know there had to be food over there. Like he, he, I know everyone wasn't bringing food, and he was just having it at his house. Like there had to be food there. So you, she never mentions her mom. I only, I only know if the mom's in the picture because she never mentions her. She mentions her aunts, uncles, cousins, and her crack selling racist Italian father. No, co- I'm sorry, co- Ooh, cocaine. My apologies. Cocaine. Those are different things. Her coke selling racist Italian father. See, that's why he could keep getting out because it was cocaine and not crack. Yeah. If it was crack, yeah. we'd never see him again. Facts. Again, you know, listen, I'm going to sell my cocaine story every time, y'all. I'm going to tell my cocaine story. I've never tried cocaine. Let's start that. Right. I, We have seen me on edibles. We don't need to see me on coke. No. Um, I thought... You were the epitome of rich if you snorted cocaine. This is growing up in the 80s. I thought you had on. Listen, I've said this before. A power suit and a lot of coke. I thought that's rich. That's opulence. That that That's the epitome of like, you know, look at them. They're doing lines of coke. I've never done coke in my entire life. Never had a bump. Mm. None of it. Simply because I try to snort fun dip <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I started fun dip when I was a kid. What flavor? Bird. Uh, you know, I can't remember. Blue raspberry. But it must have been purple. Was oh, it? the grape. Yes, the because it burned my. Yeah. Listen, I'm like nine, eight, nine. My mom was still alive, so I was young. Mm, I know your sinuses were hurting. But I try to do it because I had seen it on TV, and I thought I was gonna pretend, and so we. I'm sure I didn't do this alone. I remember. <laughs> she had co-conspirators. <laughs> I, I remember my brother being there and we had a glass top table and we didn't have a credit card at all, but we had uh, the Hot Wheel uh, track. Like it was sturdy and we made lines. Oh, uh, y'all was and living, I was, living. And I, I was scared and I hesitated, you know, and uh, let's be clear also. I did not get the whole line of fun dip up my nose. Like, I, I not even an inch. It was like that first snort, that dry snort, and you get sugar Kool-Aid in your nose, mm. and your eyes start to water. And I could have sworn the cool, like the fun dip was coming out of my eyes the way that it was burning. Mm. I thought, if this is what fun dip does. Mm. I'm not fucking with Coke. So I've never had a desire to snort it, but I always thought like you was rich if you had cocaine. So for you, I that was not I, a gateway. No, 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 we're not, we're not gatewaying with that. Like <laughs> look back in the day, they used to have those fake, uh, the chewing gum cigarettes. Yeah. Like the one and the, and we had the little I, white chewing ones too. The white, the yeah. little sticks. Come in the box. Sticks. Yeah. I used to yeah, be outside packing them? them like we was packing in. Yeah. Life's rough. Smoking. Yeah, fake smoke. Wait, that was yo back in the day. Those candy cigarettes was. I mean, I love they had the candy cigars, yeah. and you could chew them. And if you blew it, the powdered sugar mm-hmm. would blow, so you have the smoke effect. Yeah, y'all, listen. That was a long stretch for me to say. 
what I was trying to say. But what what would you rate her confession? Going back to the reason why we're here. But what would you rate her confession that she she did all that? Man, I'm giving it's a jalapeno to me. I thought about a Thai chili initially, but I I'm giving you a side eye because you could have just went to Thanksgiving. Regardless, I know, I know people would be like the dad could have, you know, whatever. But for you to go and get him sent sent, you know, get him arrested. And on top of that, she was passing out cocaine. Like, we're not gonna skip past that. That's where the Thai chili part almost came in. Like you passing out cocaine and I'm judging your dad even more. Like you cocaine selling mother, you got all this opinion to have about somebody's skin tone, but you out here selling cocaine. Like calm down, Scarface. Like relax a little bit. That was a joke. I know he's not Italian. Relax, y'all. Relax. Cocaine, not crack. I know. I know. Uh, Up skip. (laughs) So I had a, a lot to say. I wanted to stop many times, but I didn't. My first question to this this person is. Knowing how racist your father is, mm. and you're 18, what's that about? Mm. What what's that about? Like let let me because you knew this is what it was. Oh yeah, like you, this ain't surprise. Like oh not not your redneck kind, but your your Italian kind. Like I don't know if that makes it better, my love. But like what's that about? You took coke and passed it out. Now listen. You turned your father in for the same thing that you did. Like, it was all funny games when you needed it for your parties, mm. when you took the fun dip to your, your parties. But now you want to snitch your dad out. Mm. And, and so here's the thing. You're, okay, uh, uh, races are jerks, right? Like, racism is not good. If And I'm sorry I had to use that disclaimer, but, like, I don't have to go through the whole merits of racism bad. Right. Y'all get it. Racism bad. I'm just saying. She knew who her father was. She knew how he would react. I, I don't know what that's about. You were good with the coke when it was available, but now mm. you're not. You're not so good with it. Right, right. But the thing is, although he's racist, racist, you know who he is. You know who your 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 people are. You know who he is. So. Why are you calling the police on him for being who he is? Mm. You you knew before you got with a black Puerto Rican. When I read that, I was like, oh, Lord, where are we going? You knew then that, that your father, and you're 18. So, like, you're young. Like, you ain't got no life experience whatsoever. Right. And I highly doubt that black Puerto Rican is still around. Uh, not because he's black and not because he's Puerto Rican. I'm just saying you were 18 in 2005. Who the hell is still with? Well, very few. Yeah. So, and you don't sound like the kind at all. You don't sound like the kind at all. Right. And am I judging you based on your your fuck yes. That is exactly what I'm doing. You're funded bass. Yes, I am. And so here I am struggling too, um, with the side eye or the jalapeno with the side eye or a Thai chili with me judging you. Mm. And and the reason why I'm I don't know which one yet is because you called the police on your dad mm. for Thanksgiving so that you could work harder. Like you, so that you could cook and prep. Who does that? 
who does that? But you knew what you was doing. You you probably did it on purpose. You probably like you probably wanted attention. You knew this negative attention is some attention that you mm-hmm. got from your father, and then you put it on this poor guy. And and uh, did you offer him any fun dip? Did you get or or do you think because he's a black Puerto Rican he only wants crack? Like I just really don't understand. <laughs> Ted, you're racist. Where like, are we going? Racist- <laughs> too far too far nah that's what we do here it's, it's all good okay they know what okay. they're listening to I, I saw the line i was like i'm gonna I'm a leap on that i'm gonna go ahead <laughs> i'm gonna leap on that ah right now i'm gonna settle with you with the the spicy truth it's a jalapeno mm, yeah but i mean like oh and by the way for anybody else if you ever took fun dip to the nose <laughs> let me know like <laughs> What flavor was it? Did it burn? Like, did it burn you? Like, it burned? Okay, because I was like eight or nine, guys. We had we had candy cigarettes. You think cocaine was some big chew was so we could act like we was chewing tobacco? Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. or dip like the little bubble gum, like that. Yeah, 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 man, that's crazy. So yeah, they they gave us all the tools to be junkies and then upset that we are. Like, I don't understand this. How did we get here? <laughs> get a fun dip to the nose. Okay, Lamont, what's your last confession for tonight? I think it's the last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is. Before I give this confession, does anybody else have issues with their Apple Watch sometimes picking up and just randomly starting to hear you talk and respond back? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. For, like, I'm nobody's talking to you. At all. At all. Oh, at all. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we do. Back to so, the regular schedule program. But with some of us don't have Apple Watches. Some our closest people don't they don't. They have other watches. And so they'll probably say, ah, at least my watch doesn't just turn on randomly. Right. But at least I can FaceTime people. But go ahead. Well, how can we FaceTime yeah. them though? Never mind. Listen, that was not my goal. My apologies. <clears throat> I'm a hater. But hater means I'm jealous. I am not jealous of my Samsung. Y'all are fucking up the group chat. That's all I. That's it. I just need. You know what? I'm gonna start an iPhone only group chat. Mm. I so like a couple people are not gonna be in that group chat. But I'm, and I'm only I, I, probably three people. I'm gonna start it, but. <laughs> oh wow! I ain't gonna respond. Silly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Back. Back. People are here to hear read confessions. Right. They're not here for this right. tomfoolery. All right. <clears throat> Fun dip. Stupid. In the corner with James. Go ahead. <laughs> not fooling with you. <laughs> the title of my final confession is A neighbor took my parking spot after I shoveled, so I poured water in his windshield. It was a cold winter day. Eight inches of snow had fallen the night before, and the wind chill made it feel as if it were in the negatives, Fahrenheit. I drive an all-wheel drive SUV, so I have no issues getting out. My wife, on the other hand, drives a Prius, which slides with a small amount of moisture on the road. Wait, if you sneeze, a Prius is gone. Like, phew. Listen, side note, we just saw somebody arguing about a parking space, and this dude kicked somebody's Prius, and it went forward. Listen, (laughs) I'm dead serious. Listen, I'll try to find the video and post it on our social media pages, but I'm dead serious. Dude kicked the Prius, and it just moved. Sorry, guys. I I swear I'm going to get through it. I promise. My car was down at the time, so we had to take my wife's car. I spent 45 minutes in the freezing cold shoveling that car out so we could go to the store. We were gone for about an hour, and when we came back, our neighbor had taken the spot I had shoveled. 
Our apartment complex doesn't have assigned parking, but in the winter, it's understood that if you shovel a spot, it's yours. So when I saw his car in the spot I had just shoveled, I was pretty pissed. I went inside and filled two gallon jugs of water, went back out and poured them onto his windshield, rinse and repeat. I must have poured about 10 gallons of water on his car. Being how cold it was, it was already freezing by the time I poured the last gallon on. It sat like that overnight. The next morning, I got to watch as he helplessly tried to scrape all of the layers of ice off of his windshield. Don't take my goddamn parking spot. Edit. You guys need to chill. This isn't an am I the asshole. I'm not looking for judgment because I already know I'm an asshole. The point of this sub is to tell stories of petty revenge. I'd say I was being pretty damn petty. There's a second edit. Sorry. I find it so funny people telling me I committed vandalism. No damage was done except for wasting like five to ten minutes of his time. Ever heard of freezing rain? It does the same thing I did to his car. Never does any damage. This was also many years ago, and the cops haven't come to arrest me yet, so I think I'm good. Mm. Very interesting. Like, if I took somebody's spot, so like I used to live in Philly. Now, I didn't have the issue with uh, parking because I had a parking lot and a parking spot, like with our name on it. Like, you park here. Um, But on the news, they used to have like, you know, nor'easters. That's really northeast, like a heavy downpour of of snow and all other good fun things. Right. Mm -hmm. People were getting physical altercations. Because most of the the, the uh, parking in the city is on the street. So it's curbside parking. And people will unbury their cars and then somebody will come and park in their spot. And it would cause basically fights between neighbors, like gun violence, like all kinds wow. of things. Because you spend hours unburying your car only for that to happen. So I got a whole lot of questions. My first is, how come the neighbor wasn't outside checking on his car? Because you know good motherfucking well, if you took somebody's spot, they're going to do some shit to your car. Like, you yeah. stupid. You you stupid. Like, I'd have been checking my car. Like and, and then the guy, like, how did you, you just covertly just coming out there? Like, you didn't feel like he was going to catch you or they were going to catch you? Yeah. That, that's kind of scary to me because I feel like I might get caught. But I'm kind of slow, like real slow and not, I ain't got no creep to me. So it, 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 it fuck around with me with a bullhorn, some lights and shit. Cause my glasses like, Oh, okay. But sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, then my next question, you know what he could have done mm. also mm. got a, a spray bottle, a water spray bottle mm-hmm. and spray the locks. Wow. Yo, so I'm not suggesting anyone do this if they get angry with somebody. But you know when that lock gets frozen, you done, dog. Yeah, it's over. You can't do nothing to the whole car thaw out. Like, Because if you chip too much, you can break and damage it. Mm-hmm. And then if the door handle's too thin, it will break off. Mm-hmm. S- spray people's uh, their locks with uh, water. Just over time. Like, you out there anyway, excuse spraying with water. So how would I rate this? I don't know. I I think at this point, maybe it's a Poblano. Because mm. he probably really triggered people. Because, I mean, it is vandalism to my car. Like, you know, if I caught you out there making, 
I had to get up an inch of uh, ice because you got mad at me. Like I could see the frustration, but it's a plebano. It could irritate others. It, it yeah, it, eh, he got inconvenienced. Um, and at least he didn't shoot him because that has happened. You mm. can Google it. People have gotten mm-hmm. shot over someone unburying their their uh, car mm. and then someone else parking there. So, eh, it's a poblano. I but I, I lived up north and in northeast, and it gets real out there. Like if you don't have a parking spot and you done spent all day uncovering, you finally see semen again. <laughs> And he said they had eight inches. Oh my goodness. I remember one time we were snowed in and I have a video of it. The door wouldn't all the way open. Like it was snowed all the way up to the door mm. and it was regular. They still going to school here where we live. They had canceled school for a month. Oh, they did, yeah. We would have gone homeschooling <laughs> uh, up there. They, it was regular. I see you at work. You were walking your butt to <laughs> get in here. You were do something. Mm. Go out another door. Mm. Is, is that window working? Right. Your ass in here. Go up on that so, roof. Okay, sorry. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go with Poblano. It could irritate others, but ultimately nothing happened. Uh I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know um I didn't know it got that serious over parking spots. Um mostly because in my head, they never stated like the like the uh, neighbor saw them sh- you know shoveling the area. So you know, how does that work? So if I come home and I ain't got nowhere to park, I should park down the street by default. Like, yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. That is. Yes. That is. If you didn't, if you didn't unbury that spot, uh-huh. the the courtesy is that's not your spot. You don't park there. Does that, does that, is that the case with like storefronts and things like that as well? Like, how does that work? I know for the residential areas. Uh-huh. For the storefront, I don't know, but typically there's uh like the snow lanes, and so okay. oftentimes when you have that heavy snow, you can't park on those heavy metropolitan ways anyway. Uh, um, but okay. in the residential areas, primarily where this is a huge issue, mm-hmm. once you unbury yourself, once you get your car out, you know you try to get in and out and, and maneuver. Somebody takes your your spot. You, I mean, you are left to unbury so that you can park again. Um, okay and then if it snows again overnight i mean it's just it, it google it like and now i'll say to our audience yeah google it like you can see like you know uh fights over you know snow area and all wow. kinds of parking snow and parking kind of craziness so okay. fair so i mean admittedly so with more information it does affect my rating um i will say sp- using 10 gallons of your own water to do this is slightly excessive that's just i'm not raising my water bill to i don't know it just seems a little excessive to me um other than that though now that i understand you know the uh i guess the the courtesy and the um unwritten rule of how this is supposed to you know function yeah, I'm going to say it's a poblano. I was going to say originally it was a jalapeno, but I didn't know the severity. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of provide more uh, detail and nuance to this that I didn't have. Um, I mean, I'm, it's definitely something that's going to irritate others, especially people who don't know that type of understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely going to irritate them they're like they didn't they wouldn't think it's that serious because my was my initial thought is i was like well shoot if you shoveled your 
car out just so you could leave. Not it wasn't about the spot, but now I understand. No, bro, it's about both. It's about me being able yeah. to get up out of here and get back in here. So yep. with that being said, yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still judging you because of you using ten gallons of water. Um, but that's your Perfect. that's your water, your bill, your money. You do what you do. I'm not spending ten gallons. Um, not that just seems kind of crazy to me. But other than that, uh, yeah, it's a pomana. Yeah, yeah, I, and I bet you those actions were mild comparatively to others. Yeah, because I'm sure others would damage the vehicle, go damage the person who's parking their spot. Like, Dang. and you spent hours unburying yourself. And so, but here's the other piece: it's an unspoken rule, yeah. and it's a courtesy. So it's like that person never made an agreement that just because it's a common courtesy and it's just the known known mm-hmm. F your known known mm. take your spot mm. but you need to watch your car though if you take somebody's spot you foolish you better watch your car cause yeah, especially from the area you already know how that works like even if you didn't make that agreement like you know what time it is it's, it's, it's like a lot of rules and you know if you live in from a certain area you know or certain blocks you don't go on with certain you know things or certain times of day due to what's happening you know you're aware you know, you you know why and what reasons, you know, and you just don't go over. And, and a perfect example is where we are, 18th Street. You ain't ain't nothing good. Nah. Ain't nothing good happen on 18th. Nah. Nothing. Nah. If you on eight, if you're caught on 18th, we know. Yeah, we know what you was doing. Like, why, why you why you stopped right here? But your injury. What you what you what you doing? Like, uh, and for those that don't know, um, it is a stroll area where we are, uh, highly strolled and. You don't know who you might see on 18th Street while you riding through. Uh, you don't know who you might see. Man. Farm boy used to be over there, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> ah. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like today's show, help us out and subscribe. Send the show to two of your friends. Let them laugh too. Uh, if you're not done so already, join our Facebook group, Pick Truth, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. Catch you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat. 